Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, Join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Thank you, too. Summertime And the living Hey everyone, um, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. We're back with a quick hit from the Klipsch Center. I, I just call it Deer Creek, but um, we're here with Art, who's at Great Divided Sky on Twitter. Art, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, RJ. Um, this, I know you had sort of des- decided somewhat last minute to head out to Deer Creek. What was your journey like? And tell us a little bit about the, the scene as it unfolded with the weather and all that. Yeah, so as the set list rolled in from Minnesota and Chicago, I just decided that Technically, Deer Creek is the closest show to me this whole summer, living in North Carolina, besides Lockin. So I was like, all right, I should go. It's a Sunday show. I had never been to Deer Creek, and that was sort of a bucket list venue for me to check out. Um, so yeah, 
of left Asheville early in the morning, cruised up, no problem, got the lot, ripping shakedown street. Um, you know, it was just huge. All sorts of good, heady lot march. Nice. Um, and they didn't really announce this. They didn't tell you as you came in that there was going to be the delay. So I didn't find out until a friend of mine uh, sent me a text saying it was delayed. And then, lo and behold, yeah, there was supposed to be a storm rolling in. So they didn't let anyone inside till almost 8.30. Um, wow. And then the storm never really hit. It did rain, but, you know, not any more than an average rain at a fish show. So, yeah, the, the fan came on at about 9 o'clock and kicked it off hard. And what was the, um, do you feel like that extra hour delay kind of like amped up the the anticipation where people like extra fired up at that point? Yeah, I do think that. I find that a lot of times when there's a rain delay, and I'm reminded of the first year of the man, when there was a rain delay one night, um, a lot of times it gets the crowd really fired up and also kind of like antsy and anxious. You know, it's like you take people's pre-show jitters and then like, Add a really intense hour onto it. By the time <laughs> the band comes on, the crowd is just ready to let it all loose. And how did they deliver? And the the first set was interesting. A lot of good rock and song choices. How did you feel that playing out? I really enjoyed the set list. Um, my friend, my friend opener. I, but my first two shows opened with my friend, my friend. That was a real oh, wow. treat to get nice. that as an opener. Um, yeah, and, that, and both of those shows were in '95. Yeah, so getting the my friend, my friend opener definitely set. I don't know, a really fun tone. The crowd was really into it. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed just the variety of the set list. The new song, I believe it's called Breath and Burning. Uh, yeah. I think that one will grow on me. And yeah, I really liked the vibe of the first set, and the crowd was feeling it. It's nice that the theme theme into first tube closer is, is kind of a cool combo. Um, really like you know, a couple interesting jams, and I, I love I love First Tube. I feel like I, I always want to hear it, like, as an encore or, or, or set closer. Um, but they, they don't bust it out that often, so that's a pretty good pretty good treat. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, Theme is just one of those songs that always puts me into, like, my blissful spot. And then just, you know, blowing it up with First Tube afterwards. Um, it, was kind of, it was kind of like exactly what the crowd wanted, and they didn't know that they wanted it yet. I heard a lot of people being like, oh, we're getting the Reba, and we're getting this. You know, everyone was saying we're getting stuff, but they didn't play at all. But then they gave us so much other stuff that, in my mind, felt a little unexpected, like a theme first two closer, and uh, my, uh, my friend, my friend, that one opener. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you don't, Yeah, you never know what you... Yeah, they don't deliver exactly what you want, but they, they, they'll deliver, um, which is awesome. And then... The set two, a um, couple good jams in there. We're going to include a, a clip um, from the light for people to listen to. But what was your take on the on the second set? Um, so everyone was sort of wondering what are they going to play. You kept hearing people throw out their expectations and stuff. And then when Trey yeah. started doing the wicked 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 at the beginning of Punch You, like yeah, it instantly focused the whole crowd. It was like everyone that was you know scattered, getting their you know space together, whatever. It brought everyone right in, and then, yeah, it just set the tone right, I thought. Um, and then, that what did that go into afterwards? Um, that was in Back on the Train. Back on the Train, that's right. Another one that just, like, it really kept the dance vibe going, and the songs of the crowd was obviously super psyched to hear. And then when it dropped into the light, I, you know, you sort of felt that, like, the extra, I don't know, anticipation from the crowd mm-hmm. of, like, mm-hmm. What are they going to do now? Like, this seems like it could go big. And in my opinion, it did. 
Nice. And, the, and definitely going to want to listen to that jam. Um, and then into Golden Age, into Boogie On, um, which is nice, nice little combo there. Golden Age wasn't too long, but um, nice to, to bust that out. Yeah, I thought so, too. The Golden Age, it sort of worked with, like, the light into Golden Age. Sometimes I know Jennifer mm-hmm. really likes to keep those themes and it's that list writing. Um, so, yeah, so we got a good little funky Golden Age jam that, like, it went so smoothly into Boogie On. It was probably one of my favorite drops into Boogie On I've ever seen this do. Nice. Maybe we should include just a clip of that segue, too. It sounds like uh, worth worth including for people who haven't heard it yet. Um, yeah. I. What about the wingsuit? Wingsuit. Um, I love wingsuit. I feel like I don't see it very often. It's a, I'm a huge fan of the song. But how did that? How did that fall after the after that funky sort of segment? So I'm also a huge wingsuit fan. That was one of my favorite songs off of the uh, Fuego album. And so when they dropped into that, it's kind of what I needed because every, at least in my opinion, everyone looked like they were dancing so hard, including myself. It was nice to get sort of that breather, but not really like a slow things down too much breather. Like, Wingsuit kind of lets you breathe while still, like, taking you into outer space at the same time. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then <clears throat> into Shade, which is um, an interesting choice, and then closing it, closing it out with Possum. Um, did you feel like you had, by the time Possum came, I don't know how, like, I'm, I'm sort of indifferent about Possum. Some people love it, some people hate it, but did you feel like you got your fill at that point? Yeah, when, when it started to wind down, I mean, so I also love Shade a lot. That's one of my favorite new tunes. I think that that line, I only love, I only like the shade when you're blocking the light, is one of the fishiest lyrics yeah. that you know, Tom written in those sort of songs. Um, so yeah, so when they dropped into Shade, again, it was like, I was super psyched to see it, because the last one they played was in Nashville, I believe. Um, so I'm glad to see that make a reappearance. And then as Shade's winding down, everyone's figuring what's the closer, and you just hear everyone going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when Possum kicked up, I just laughed because I love Possum. It always gets me hyped. It's so <laughs> right. danceable. And it's always just kind of like a, uh, I don't know, I like seeing fish like bash people's expectations, kind of. Possum <laughs> right. at least sort of got that rep That'll for a while it. of like a most scrolling fish fan. Right, totally. Um, and then a rock and roll encore, which is um interesting call. Um, how How is that? Um, again, yeah, it just, like, it lit the place up, and it was just something no one was expecting. Um, you know, I just kept hearing a lot of chatter in between songs about what they're going to do or what they've already played in Chicago, and, yeah, this is just great at surprising us, and the rock and roll just shredded. It stayed pretty much, you know, a standard-style type one, but, I mean, yeah, Trey was just going off. It was amazing. Nice. That's awesome. Well, thanks for, um, the, the recap, um, I'm glad. I think this is probably worth worth your trip. I'm looking forward to to seeing you at the man tomorrow. But any big takeaways from from this show? Sort of walking out after. Yeah, there was a couple that I'd like to mention. Um, I really love when Paige came out to do Envoy. He took off his glasses to sing the song in the most like Paige swanky way, and I was so happy to see the loving look that Trey gave Paige when he did that. Uh, so if you go ahead nice. and listen to the Lawn Boy. Page has got some extra swagger going on. And also during the Lawn Boy, uh, when Mike takes his bass solo, Mike appears to have a Moog little fatty synthesizer keyboard on the floor in front of him next to all of his guitar pedals, and he was running his bass through it last night. So oh, wow. if you listen to Lawn Boy bass solo, it's Mike playing his bass through a Moog 
keyboard synthesizer. That is awesome. I heard that it's super, super funky um, little interlude there on the on the bass solo. I was wondering what that was because it sounds different from from usual. Um, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I heard, I'd like. Yeah. I liked hearing that. That's a pretty cool little little thing to throw in there. Yeah, and I wouldn't have noticed it. I lucked out and was in the pit last night, so I had a good view of my system. And because I live in Asheville where all the Moogs are made, I just recognized the ah, nice. before. And I was like, what is this? And then he only he only seemed to use it during the Lawn Boy bass solo last night. All the other times he did his big bass booms was sounded like his Taurus pedal or an envelope filter or something like that, but... Yeah, so Mike has a Moog keyboard as part of his bass pedal rig now. Got it. Nice. That's awesome. Those are good little tidbits. Thanks for sharing. Um, and and Art, you're on Twitter at Great Divided Sky, and um, thanks for being a, a good supporter of of this work we we do. And um, looking forward to seeing you at the man tomorrow. Yeah, thanks a lot, RJ. It was great talking with you. All right, talk to you later. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye.
over to you Till you holler for more I like to rave But you're much too fast for me I'd like to make love to you You can make me scream So buddy, Family Insurance, because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! <laughs> 